0: Making connections. Affecting the culture. Just doing life. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio.
1: Wesley, I really love sitting down and watching Netflix. And the problem is, I can sit down and watch Netflix for hours and hours on end. But my wife gets kind of bored with it. Because if you'll look at my cues, you look at my list on Netflix, it's all... Basically documentaries. Oh, I think I just lost some some street cred for that. I was
2: thought you were about to say like um, action adventures, maybe. There's there's some of those. Maybe some comedies. There's
1: there's like you know lots of you know sci-fi, fantasy stuff like that. But it's also like the documentaries about how that stuff is made and what that stuff is based on. Because I'm a nerd and I'm okay with that. But here's the thing: I love documentaries, and um and so I'm really excited because American Family Studios uh, now. If you're familiar with American Family Association, that's the parent organization of Engage. Um, now it has a lot of different departments, oh, right? So underneath have, the umbrella, right? We have this is huge umbrella, and uh, and so one of the departments that we have is called American Family Studios, and you're familiar with that because you heard us talk to Kendra White, uh, who wrote and directed Ryan DeFrates. and we've had you know a couple of different projects we've talked about from AFS. Today we're talking about the latest project from AFS. It's called The God Who Speaks, and to help us talk about it is M.D. Perkins, he, uh, the
0: director. Mike, M.D., can we say writer of a documentary? Sure. I mean, you know, writing a documentary is a little bit different than you would write, you know, kind of a narrative feature. But there's certainly a written component, uh, especially when it comes to editing the material down. You're kind of making editorial decisions about who says what and how long that lasts and whatnot.
1: Okay, so you make them say what they didn't really say? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, That's not you, can, fair. you
0: can lay that accusation at my feet. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I can see, do that. you know,
1: seeing Carl Truman on there saying, yeah, the Bible, <laughs> it's just one of those things. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so tell us a little bit. First off, the, the title is really interesting to me The God Who Speaks. Uh, why that title? What is that? What are you conveying by that?
0: Well, of course, when you talk about the Bible, you're talking about the written word of God. And um, what we're wanting people to to come away from the documentary with is a greater sense of not just um, a confidence in the scriptures or the written word uh, that comes to us through, t- through history, but a sense of the God behind the word. You know, the God, I mean, that's where the authority of scripture actually comes from. It's not because, you know, th- these are great statements or they prove themselves logically or philosophically or whatever. It's that. There is a God who has spoken and behind behind the word itself is the authority of God.
2: So what is you mentioned TJ TJ blew the spoiler there. It is a <laughs> documentary that we're talking about, but what 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 does it look like? Is it four hours, two hours? Is it a three-part series? What are we looking at here?
0: Yeah, it it is an hour and a half long documentary that covers um it, it covers many different aspects of the scriptures from um from God speaking at Mount Sinai, the writing of that word down by the people um, over time, the the collection of the manuscripts, how you deal with the various objections about how can you trust the word that was written, you know, thousands of years ago? Did it really arrive to us in a way that is that is true and we can trust it? Um, even down to issues of of basics of interpretation, you know, okay, well we we can see that the word maybe it's reliable, but you know, how do you how do you interpret it? Is is it everyone's opinion or is there really an authoritative meaning behind the text itself? So it, tu- it touches on a lot of different topics related to the issue of the scriptures as kind of a big umbrella issue.
1: Yeah, that's a lot to cover in 90 minutes.
0: <laughs> it is. And we had, you know, 40 hours of interview footage that I had to Good, edit nine. down. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, a, a year and a half worth of research that went into this before we even sat down and conducted an interview for the first time. So, you know, when, when it comes to the, the viewer in the end, you know, there's a lot of work that's gone into that 90 minutes. But hopefully it is a good kind of introduction to the topic and a way to just kind of bolster um, an evangelical's confidence in the reality, in, in the reliability and the authority of Scripture.
2: Speaking about reliability, uh, uh, good news, bad news. Good news is we live in a culture where you can get information at your fingertips. It's not mm-hmm. controlled by the government. Bad news is anybody can say what they want. Sure. <laughs> so, who are the people that are behind this? As far as uh, the uh, and and you got a variety of pastors, theologians, and different kinds. So, kind of give us a, uh, an insight on on that.
0: Yeah, and that was that was a lengthy part of the process was really deciding who did we want to speak to these issues um, because of course you can have any number of of people who don't hold to the authority of scripture, who, sure. could, who could voice objections or whatnot, but really based on our audience and the needs that AFA was seeing and what they wanted to produce, uh, we decided to go with, um, with a, a broad spectrum of pastors, apologists, and scholars to speak on the issue from a number of fronts, so a lot of familiar names might be Alistair Begg mm-hmm. or uh, D.A. Carson, a, a notable a New Testament scholar. He's one of my favorites, mm-hmm. D.A. Carson. Uh, Kevin DeYoung, Ligon Duncan, Norman Geisler, R.C. Sproul, Alex McFarland, uh, Alex Josh McFarland McDowell. Alex McFarland has been on our program sure. several Before,
2: times, yep. yeah. And, of course, Josh McDowell and his son, Steve, uh, not Stephen, Josh and um, Drew a Blank, but his son, they, they, the McDowells have a great ministry yeah. of apologetics. And uh, he written he's written a book that we've sold a lot of more than a carpenter. Mm-hmm. And then of course uh, I'm looking I'm looking at the list here. Albert Moeller. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've worked with him on other stuff before. C- uh, RC Spurls, these are just great men yeah, of
1: God. I it. mean, Erwin Lutzer. You're, you're, Lutzer, you're not going to go wrong yeah. with him. Whatever you get. Yeah. So, so there's
0: a lot of names that kind of jump out. Some that might not jump out as quickly would be names like Dan Wallace. Most people may not know that he's one of the foremost New Testament scholars in the world as it relates to the the authenticity hmm. of the New Testament. Wow. now when you right say God. the
1: authenticity of the New Testament, what what does that mean? What do we mean well, by that?
0: That we can trust that that the that the text that arrives to us is the text as it was actually written. So that's like the the and transmission
1: so, of the text that we can trust. The process, but because these words were written two thousand years ago, right? So how do we know that? the words that Paul wrote or that Matthew or John wrote are the words we're reading today because some scribe could just change it. Right. Right. Because, I mean, they didn't have digital copies back then. Exactly. And so
0: that's that's where a guy like Dan Wallace comes in, because he one of his uh, qualifications is as a textual critic. Um, So what that means is that he he takes. okay, so there's you know, there's a thousand manuscripts that all talk about that all cover this one book of the Bible. And he goes through and he determines, okay, well, this one was written at this point. This one is from the second century. This one goes back uh, only to the fifth century. Okay. So we we examine and we compare and contrast the two, see, seeing where this change in wording might've come from and being able to trace it back to find the most, um, the most authentic, the most original uh, wording. And, um, you know, I mean, According to these guys, I mean, really, they they would say that 99 percent of the text we're very confident about uh, about the the scriptures and the 1 percent that might be questionable doesn't uh, doesn't question or hinder any essential or even minor Mm -hmm. point of doctrine.
2: Amen. Absolutely. Now, what's the name of the project of the documentary and where can they find it?
0: Uh, the, the project is called The God Who Speaks, and we have not yet released the project yet. Okay. It's, it's going to be released officially in February 1 of 2018. Oh, but we God. are having a a film premiere at a, at an apologetics conference in Charlotte, the, the National Conference on Christian Apologetics. And, of course, you can find any information on our website, thegodwhospeaks.org.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk some more in the next segment about that very conference and why we chose it and different things like that.
2: You're listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. We're super excited to have M.D. Perkins, who's not only a friend of ours and we worked with here, is employees, but also a man of God who's working on an incredible project called The God Who Speaks. We will have this, the links to what uh, M.D. Perkins just mentioned. Uh, if you missed them, we're going to have them in the show notes at the end of our radio program on engagedmagazine.net. Don't forget to go check out that. And like I ask you uh, every couple of months, those that are listening right now, take our content, our 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 written content, our YouTube channel that Jordan Shambly puts together, and any other of our content, and get that in the hands of some millennials. We really have a heartbeat to reach the millennials for Christ. And and once they're saved, uh, show them how the gospel compels us to live a life of holiness or a life of righteousness. So go check out that. Now, let me ask you a question, D. Perkins. mm -hmm. What what why do you see? Because you're gonna have some people like me and TJ that are just gonna eat this up. Okay, sure. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna watch this probably three or four times, and we love you know these guys on here, and we're just excited about this project. You got a Christian list now that really hadn't got in too much of the apologetic side, and they just kind of taken what they've said, what people have said about the Bible, and mm-hmm. just believed it for themselves. That study. Why do you think this project is necessary this time in history? What's going on right now? Because there's been probably similar projects in the past. Why is this necessary?
0: Well, I mean, if you just look out in the broader culture, I mean, it's it's pretty clear that the the grounding for truth, the understanding of objective truth is just gone. Like mm, yeah. ev- it's everyone's opinion, sure. it's all subjective, it's all my feelings, it's Relative. all of that. But that same mentality and worldview has infected the church. And there are many people who just kind of, you know, are really influenced by the world system and the, and just, you know, the Sola feels, as someone put it, <laughs> yeah, you know, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just, uh, you know, whatever you feel like is true sure. and whatever people are saying. And so this what we hope for this documentary is to really speak into that particular area that, um, you know, there's a lot of objections that people could lay at the feet of it. And a lot of it, you know, can kind of be summed up in a tweet or, you know, something on social sure. media but to really dig into some of those objections to some of those difficult topics and to to actually take an honest look at the Bible and to not just say, well, it didn't, you know, the Bible just dropped out of heaven, so we accept it. Well, no, you accept the reality that that it is a divine, it is of divine origin, but it was also written down by human beings. And so you accept some of the realities of what that means and you look at, well, how did God preserve his word over time? How did the Holy Spirit kind of uh, oversee that process, what does that mean? and then uh, the questions of of variance that might exist between the texts and and the questions of interpretation and so on. I mean, I, I feel like laying a um, kind of laying a, a at the the root of our confidence w- where's where does our confidence lie? And our confidence should be in scripture, and so we want to help reaffirm uh, the the foundations of that.
2: I one of think, the one of the uh, Bible verses that y'all share and y'all, uh, I could I've seen the mm-hmm. sneak the sneak peek. I know y'all didn't, guys that are listening. I <laughs> haven't either. Girls, I'm I asked, you <laughs> should be, Second uh, Peter chapter one verse twenty one. It's essential, you know, to to or the heartbeat behind what y'all are doing there for profit for there is no prophecy, for sorry I I got NIV and I, I got all these versions <laughs> up right here. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets through human Though human spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit, you know that's one of the uh, debates I had. I was in Washington D.C. being a part of um, the the uh, conference that AFA does, and a guy came along. He was a worker just mm-hmm. working there, and he saw some of the content and what we were producing, and he was like, "Man, this is good stuff. I, I appreciate this really good." And I have no idea. I can't remember how the conversation led, but he led to he was uh, he he essentially did not believe. That he's all religions are equal. They all right. they're all the same. They all lead to God, and then he let he ended up having the, we ended up having the debate that that scripture is not of Jesus. That it was, you know what I mean. And that's yeah. something that we've yeah. got to
1: continue. Something that believers have got to nail down. Where is our ultimate authority? Where does it come from? It comes from the scripture, and that's the heart behind the new documentary from AFS called the god who speaks you're with tj and wesley and in studio we have md perkins and he's going to be back we're talking more about the conference where they're going to premiere it in october stay tuned